You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to Discovering Communities and SelfDiscoveryMedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and you are listening to the Mentors Membership page and our wonderful guest that we have here, John North. And we're going to be talking about what business that he has here for you, what wonderful service. Uh, we have done a wonderful show on authoring or becoming an author, what it entails, why it's important to have a book, uh, the process that you need to go through in order to do it who it serves and um, the skill of doing it and uh, so please I invite you to go back to listen to that show to simply put in John North here and selfdiscoverymedia.com and all of his shows and his business will come up uh, but today it's now talking about something else now this is something that totally relates to me and how I actually met John is um, it's I had a blueprint, I had a plan or something I wanted to implement, but I did not have the skills uh, or the ability to put it together. And after a conversation with John, he got it. He immediately came back and said, A, B, C, D, and E, this is what you need to have happen. And bingo, I found my builder. But he says it's discovering the new revolution in community-based e-learning and marketing solutions. And imagine us, the coaches, the consultants, the authors, the podcasters, the publishers, and the mastermind groups, how do we get that system out there that isn't too rigid and that's easy for us to use and easy for our clients to use? And this is a platform desperately needed because there are so many solopreneurs or small entrepreneurs out there that really need to have something in place that helps them become competitive, helps them get known, makes it easier for their clients to go through the process of booking them or understanding what they're doing, reaching people, all of that. And believe me, having done this for a long time, this is the hard stuff. So uh, having somebody like John who's going to lay it out all nice and easy for us, thank you. We need you, John. So welcome to the show, John North. Hey, welcome. Great to be here. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting what you're talking about there because obviously um, I feel your pain. That's basically why we're at the platform. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was my own personal pain. So, uh, yeah, so it's um, yeah, not fun nowadays, particularly I actually spoke, when I was speaking to a big name in marketing just recently, he said the problem is is that people think they have to do it all. They mm. think they have to do all what the big guys do and they get themselves wrapped up in that. And, and basically that's the challenge is that how do you compete um, against the big guys um, and, and stand out. And that's the, that's the problem they have. And that's why they spend a lot of money and usually waste a lot of money trying to get there. Been there, done that, guilty. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, didn't get any further forward. Been wearing all of the hats. My neck is really hurting. I, I'm glad to take some hats off and be more productive. And, it, you know, a lot of the time it's not the fact that our content is wrong, our program no. is wrong or anything else is wrong. It's just the way to market it or implement it is really where you need the strategies. Now your mm. background is in 
in banking you in the last conversation we talked about how the accounting side of things really help you kind of understand formats the strategies um, you've stepped into marketing and authoring and if you are wanting to author a book please you go back listen to the show we'll touch a little bit on it here of how important that is but you have the strategies of helping us through the process, making it easier, not only for our clientele to understand what you're doing, but for us to be able to do what we do best without being caught up on all of the other side. So why don't we break it down a little bit um, by the yeah. points that you have here of you know of what you do. And like number one, you said a great uh, mobile ready website that tightly integrates your podcast channel and your blogs you know uh, so let's just start off there of um, number one okay so I'll talk about a little bit about what I find the author journey or the consultant journey even the coaches journey right or, or all these coaches consultants podcasters all those sort of things all come around a kind of process that goes through so it's almost like I can predict what the next thing's going to be right mm -hmm. so what happens they write a book they need to sell that book then they move on to scenarios like I need to have a podcast or I need to have a blog, so they need to do that. And then they'll move on and go, well, we need to sell some sort of course or some sort of product as well right? as, as an add-on because books are not going to make you a lot of money. You'll never get rich on royalties. So mm -hmm. you've got to kind of figure out, okay, I've got to sell some stuff. And then what happens is, oh, I need some reoccurring membership or something to actually get some money coming in regularly. Um, I need to do courses. I need to bring all that together. And then I actually need to understand my customer as well. And so all those things along the way, and what we used to do with one client in particular, we spent a lot of time and money, nearly two years, and this is where the pain came from. <laughs> they had this thing in mind they wanted to build, but never really had a, a decent guinea pig to work on. <laughs> so we had two clients, one's Gina, who's another client that we know personally, each, and, mm -hmm. and how we met actually. And we've been trying to find this way of doing it much better because it's cost them a lot of money and a lot of time. So it's taken two years to get there. And the biggest problem is, is when you roll something out and you use all these different platforms, you know, five, six, seven, ten platforms trying to do these things, it becomes a synchronization mess or yes. it becomes a, a mess just by default because there's so many different things going on. Too much information. Where do Too I go? What's the direction? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so we built a platform. So I wrote it from ground up. So the first part of the platform was to be able to sell that book almost like sell a product and have an e-commerce around that. So be able to actually process it, ship it, and track it through that process because that's important. And that's an area that a lot of these packages don't really do. From the accounting's perspective, I think the um, that market, that coaches industry or whatever, has been underserviced in terms of software. Mm -hmm. So they don't really have any sort of number-based way of tracking everything properly. And, and, and that's been the biggest area that we saw, sort of saw. So we try to make a scenario where we have this process that allows them to grow into the business. So it's more a business system rather than just a software platform. So right. if you want a website, go and do one on WordPress, that's great. But it's not a business system. It's just a website normally. Yeah. So we wanted to build it out. So basically we're kind of one step ahead of them, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so pulling out a podcast pretty quickly is pretty easy. Um, and one of the biggest mistakes people make with podcasting, in my opinion, is they go to a major platform, they set their podcast up, they use what they call an RSS feed. Mm -hmm. um, that feed link becomes the, the juice that goes to Apple. If that feed changes, you've then got to, <clears throat> and, and Apple say, oh, we can just change the link. Yeah, you can, but all your episodes go missing. Right. 
and all your downloads go missing. Mm -hmm. So what's happened now is you've actually gone and said, oh, I'm going to start a new podcast platform. So you lose all your episodes. And yeah, okay, they can come back up again, but all the downloads, all that information is all lost. Mm -hmm. And so that very first URL is like almost like a domain name that people don't realize. So if that's, you know, podcastingservice.com slash John North, that's the SS feed that has to stay there basically. Mm-hmm. And, and if you stop using them, they're going to cut you off. Right? right. Yes. So that's a very important thing to own your own real estate. So part of the thing that happened to me a few, about a month or so ago is I lost my Facebook login. So <laughs> someone thought I was trying to log, someone thought I was trying to log into my Facebook. So Facebook locked them out, locked me out of the process, found out their Facebook process was broken. The actual Facebook recovery method is broken. I was so annoyed I actually did a set up a petition over it. But it, it kind of brought home true to me the fact that the reason why I wrote the platform was you need to own your own, right. you know, own your own customers. You need to own your own platform. So when you look at it, it took me three weeks to get back in again. But the reality was I lost everything. I couldn't connect to anything. All my business, I don't care about pictures of food and what I've done. I care about my customers and mm-hmm. accessing ad accounts and groups and things like that. So my whole business stops because they don't want to let me back in. They've got no customer service to get you back in, right? Right. So... No. And the reality is I don't own any of that now. So if that, that profile could have been lost, 5,000 friends could have been lost forever, all right? Eventually it'll get shut down, deleted, whatever, um, and then you would never have access to it ever again. And that's dangerous, right? So people yes. grow these huge followings on Facebook with no email addresses, no way to communicate them outside Facebook. Congratulations, Facebook just kind of tricked you into that. Right. Because they're servicing, they're, they're, it's their customers, not yours, right? Mm-hmm. So we wanted a scenario where you could build your own community around that customer and that doesn't have to be a massive, you know, billion, two billion user community. It could be a hundred people, it could be five people. It doesn't really matter. The community around it. So that customer journey where they come along, they buy a book from you or get a free, free chapter or something. They move on and they buy some services from you or products or something like that. And they buy membership and then they might buy coaching and they integrate with your, your information and you create a course. All that is what we build in the platform. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can grow your business slowly or fast as you like, but instead of two years, it should take a couple of weeks to get to a point where you can actually launch something and actually be making money as opposed to spending a year trying to get it right. Yeah. And and that's really what we, the the reason for doing it all was to try and build all that quickly and, and easily rather than. And, and, you know, it's a very valuable point. And I've done numerous shows on social media and it's a wonderful tool you know, of, sure. of interaction, of, of uh, you know, invitation, of, of platforming. It's wonderful for that. But people who, you know, just now Facebook podcasts and Facebook this and Facebook that, as you said, one lockout, it's all mm. gone. You've also got to remember it's just a long stream all the time. Mm. So something you yeah. did a month ago has gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, there's the importance of having a site. I like the importance of doing a book. It's your identity. It's your... Yeah. It's, it's who you are and what you're about. And everything mm. should come to one home. Even the book should bring people back to one home where yeah. everything is under. So mm. I don't have to go chasing you around on this social media and that social media. Mm. The social mm. media should always bring you home. Yep, exactly. And, and I think the thing too is you've got to look in a situation like you're feeding that machine <laughs> content in, in Facebook or, or Instagram, whatever you like. But the reality is that content could be feeding inside your system. And the other thing is that it's only your content you're giving them. Right. So you've got their focused attention. So the biggest yes. challenge of Facebook is that suddenly they're looking at your content and then they see something else happen on the side or something interrupts them because of 
happen. It's about 15 seconds before anybody gets interrupted now in the world um, by something, right? By a message on your phone or whatever. And so they're gone and you've yes. lost them. Whereas if they're sitting on your website and they're interested in inside your community and they're interested in the information, they're not going to just jump off so quickly and get distracted as, as easily on something that's sitting on their screen. So and that's the thing is, if you have a lot too, you know, a lot to offer, you know, um, mm. yeah, you, you are building uh, discoverycommunities.org for me, um, which is a blueprint that I've had for a long time. And now you've taken mm. it and molding it and everything else is mm. wonderful, which is going to be launched very, very soon. Um, and I have a lot to offer there. And mm. you don't, you want to have a cohesive site that it, it's like people are, you know, when people go into Amazon, they put in the search engine what they're looking for and what comes up. You want it very, very clear uh, that people will come in and, and cruise around what are you about and mm. that it's clear and concise, but also that if you've uh, got this department and that department, that it's not mm. an overload, it's a nice cohesive flow into it and that exactly. you don't become like a mess, you know. Um, a department store will have different things in different departments on different floors in different sections yep. so people exactly. are going to go to that department because they're looking for that mm. right and they don't exactly. want to go there and find sports is mixed with lingerie exactly. might know a sports person probably would like that but you know but yeah so, i mean absolutely i think the thing <laughs> we did too was that entrepreneurial thing where and i've got it as well where you build a bunch of websites and yep. what happens is the maintenance and the maintaining of those websites is tough, um, but also it becomes disjointed and there's no, no transactional journey. So, for example, um, when, we, when I moved all mine over to my own platform, because, you know, you need to maybe eat your own dog food, right? Yes. And so we moved it across. We had 40-odd 40, 40 sites to move. And when I finished, I was only about down to about 15 or 10 or something because we looked at them all and said, oh, well, we can compress that site down. We don't need that anymore. That's mm -hmm. changed. We got down to a smaller point, but the journey is the front end website can be totally different, but the back end is all the same. So what happens is technically most of the time when you're selling something, you probably, it's all about the same net result, but you've taken it from a different angle. Right. So you might be looking at a type of different type of customer, one website to a different type of customer, the other side. You might be going business to business and customer to consumer, okay. totally different market, totally different conversations. But the back-end community is the same, the same result. So the idea behind that is we can have multiple front-end websites totally looking different, but once they create a login or buy something from you, they all move to the same place. Right. That way you've got that cohesiveness in that process and it's all in one kind of solution rather than try to have multiple websites and mean nothing to each other. And the really cool thing is you can actually share the blogs out on selected of those sites. So you can actually almost create a whole website on a new subject push all your existing blogs out onto it and your podcast and suddenly the thing's full of content. Yeah. Right. Yes. As opposed to going, oh, now I've got to write all these blogs about it. So there's, and you can, you can decide what blogs and what podcasts show up. So, and that's a really cool way of kind of doing it. And the last thing we did recently was a quick checkout where you buy something or get something for free and then it will upsell you, have, have an option to upsell you as well. So it's like when we sell a paperback book, we might upsell an audio book. That works really well. We found if we try and sell an ebook and try and sell a paperback, it doesn't work very well. Mm -hmm. People, paperback people aren't ebook people. So what we found though, we can sell an ebook and sell an audio book. We can sell a paperback and an audio book. Mm -hmm. We sell really well. So we sell a digital and a physical product. We upsell the audio book and then we've, up, we've made more money out of the sale. We can then transition them through, take, take their money and then send out, have the downloads and everything and maintain that system.
so they don't have don't lose their download links. Right. Things like that, stuff that goes wrong in the process, the frustrating bit where you go, oh, where's my download link? And they're emailing you and they're, and they're whinging on Facebook. They didn't get it or whatever. You know, like those things happen. That's designed to stop that from happening. So it's what we call like a quick checkout thing. Right. Um, and, and collect information. So you can be collecting, you can give away something for free and then upsell them something. So right. you can buy a free ebook and upsell them to a paperback. If you want to try that, um, it doesn't work, but you could try it. Um, but you could give away a free chapter and then sell them a physical book or something. Right. right. And I mean, a, a lot of, you know, like take your publishing company, for instance, is mm. again, back to the departments, you represent a lot of different authors in yeah. a lot of different genres, uh, mm. a lot of different avenues. And although mm. it can all be found in one area because you're bringing people back to that, the various other sites are, are ways of giving each one of them their own individual identity under that particular yeah. genre. So yeah. if, you know, I'm into thrillers or I'm into self-help, I'm going to go to that site because that's what I'm going to find there but the back end of it has all been operated by by you know the by the same departments they one ring to rule them all right mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yes yes so, um, yeah that was kind of the way we went so it was really designed to try and keep that thing together because one of the things that comes out of that is information then you can actually see how many people you're signing up see what you're selling and have that, that whole and be able to fulfill, fulfill it as well so all those logistical things that people don't think about when they build all these websites. Well, let's talk about email subscribers because, you know, there's always this conversation, oh, people don't do email anymore. Mm. And, and yet others say, you know, you need the email subscribers, they're, they're your database, you know, your newsletter, everything else, or whatever you're doing is going to go out to them. And then yeah. some people, oh, no, all you need them is on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And there's always this cross thing. I think the email subscribers are very, very important because mm. it's going directly into their email box. But... Yep. Um, we're also looking at people doing everything on their phone. So yeah. how beneficial are you finding that? So the funny thing about email is that people think that email is, is dying, but it's not. Mm -hmm. People are just getting more mature about it. So they're, yeah. they're, they're quicker at deleting and finding things. So what happens is like I was talking to a big name in marketing a couple of days ago and he said to me, I sent out an email after about, I think about 30, 40 days. If they haven't opened an email, I sent them and tell them I'm unsubscribing them. I'll send them another email. He said, I get abuse over that. People will email back, no, don't you take me off the list, right? And it's like they don't want to be taken off the list. So what happens is it's, it's the psychology behind that. So mm -hmm. if, if, you or I, if I send you an email, you're interested in it because we're talking to you about stuff, right? So it's, it's a connection we've had. And I think the biggest problem is the email is if you're just going to mass email people, you'll get nothing out of it. Right. If you're having a conversation with people and you're addressing what you're talking about, and you've got to think about this, Facebook won the war on social media through email. Mm. So whenever you see what happens is you don't log into Facebook for a while, you get an email saying, Hey, in fact, when I had this, all this trouble trying to log in, um, when I lost my Facebook profile, um, I get these emails saying, I just noticed you couldn't log in properly. Here's another code you can try. So they want to make sure that you, and then if you, someone posts something in a group or talks about, it, you get an email, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people turn off those notifications and they rely on Facebook to tell them when they're in there. But LinkedIn, same story. They rely on email heavily to actually drive traffic back. So it's a curiosity thing. They don't tell you what someone said on the message. They say someone sent you a yeah. message, yeah. right? Someone commented about you, right? So traditionally, most of the information, they've got to go back to the media. So they know that email works the best. Um, any, uh, like the subscription companies for TV shows in Australia, now, where yeah. actually all the TV channels are starting to get to a scenario where they're actually asking you to subscribe. 
to get access to their free content um, and then wanting to charge for it later. The reality <laughs> is I got an email just yesterday and one of the channels said, oh, you haven't opened our emails lately. We're going to take you off. You still get access to the app, but we're not going to send you any emails anymore because we know you're not opening them. Right. So one of the things about email delivery is going to make sure that the people are opening your emails. So if they're not opening emails, you need to cut them off. So people get insulted when people unsubscribe. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, you suddenly woken you up to you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you want them unsubscribe and you want to open. So the ISPs the look at those emails and go, are you sending a lot of emails and people not opening them? We're going to downgrade your deliverability. Mm. So eventually we're going to, one of the companies I saw a, recent, a couple of years ago was uh, Digital Market. They sell a billion emails a year. And they have different lists and they cull stuff back constantly because they know that deliverability is important. So there's a science behind email. And I think what's happening is they've got to realize that the person opening that email needs to know that they're having a relationship with they're interested in it. Right. And so you've got to be careful. The email works so much better when you've got that connection. So they're interested in something. So for example, we've got a, an author that we've written a, a whole website's actually done platform. We've really done to help him. Um, we've got a book on a triple fibrillation, right? And I have no idea what that was when I first did the book. I said, oh, is it going to sell well? He says, there's 30 million sufferers of that. And I go, wow, you know, like that's a lot. And it's quite common. And so when we started selling books, those people's antenna are up, right? So as soon as they see a book on AF, they buy it because they've got that problem. Right. And then they want to consume the information about it. So when you send them an information about AF, they're going to want to consume it. Yes. So they're interested. Their radar's up. So that's the trick with email. You, and, and at the end of the day, their email address and their phone number are the most important assets you can have because there's no other way to talk to anybody, right? Yeah, and I but, think, with, you know, with the phone number, it's, you know, some people may find that, find that intrusive if you just pick up a phone and call them. Yes. Um, but an email, you know, I can choose to interact mm -hmm. with you when I'm ready and then I can set yeah. up the phone call, right? Mm -hmm. um, because in today's world, you know, we can't always just pick up the phone and don't want to just pick up the phone and have a perfect stranger on the other end. So, but having yeah. the number, uh, may I call you back? Yes. Right. Yeah. So using it as that secondary um, exactly. way to contact you. What do you yeah. think about newsletters? Um, we tried a lot of newsletters. We found that um, it's funny, actually, when I still go to some websites still and they go sign up for our free newsletter. Right. And sure. Everybody wants to sign up for more email, right? That's, for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I think a newsletter is hard work. Um, almost what you've done there is you've gone, I'm going to just put a big stack of information into this email that I don't no idea who wants to read what. I don't really know what you want to read. And I'm going to tell you about us. I got, a news, I got an email from my um, doctor surgery. So they do a lot of emails. They do a monthly update, you know, who's on holidays and their emails are relevant, right? Because they tell you who's, if your doctor's going to be away, how mm -hmm. the practice is going, but it talks about them a lot. It hardly, you know, sometimes they talk, hardly talk about them, about the patients or problems right. out there. Right. And so I think you've got to be careful with the newsletter is that the newsletter can't just be a bunch of things about you that they don't care about. Right. So we tested a scenario where we were doing newsletters with all the different content that was coming out, like the latest podcast and the latest yep. Um, a TV show and stuff like that was coming out, still we felt we wouldn't get a lot out of it. And I think part of the problem is, is the newsletter is it's tough to pull off. And I think what happens is people don't have the time to read it anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're going to just scroll through. They just glance through and go, oh, no, not interested. Click, delete. 
And so I think a newsletter is hard work. Like if you can get it, make it work in this day and age, I think you're doing well. Um, I think, if you I think, it, I think it probably, it, it, probably <laughs> a lot to do with, <coughs> excuse me, what business you have. Yes. You know, if you have program events or things like this, yeah. you can be, you know, yeah. next month you can sign up for this. So we have this program or we have that yeah. event going yeah. on and that, you know, for your particular kind of business, they want to know what is happening. So, yeah. but if it's just about, you know, we're glorious, we're this, we're that, and we're just trying to, yeah. you know, purchase, you know, have you purchased from us? It's yeah. just another sales pitch. So I think it has to be informationally based yeah. that is yeah. relevant. So, and, and know your market, you know, as you said, uh, yeah in your various departments, maybe not every department gets a newsletter, just target yeah. it to departments that you know that will be receptive to that. So, so if you look at Amazon, they're, they're experts in that, right? <coughs> what happens is you go off the Amazon browsing stuff, right? You'll get a newsletter about books that you might be interested in. Right. Part of the thing we're trying to do with the platform is long-term the strategy is that because they're in a community in the back end, we'll be able to see what they're clicking on. So those clicks can generate the necessary emails or communications around what they're doing. So that's what Facebook does, right? They're looking for your behavior, what you're looking at. So one thing we can do, one thing we also want to do is make privacy a big thing in the, in the yeah. platform. So the way this works is we create a customized platform essentially for the client um, and then they own everything, right? So we don't own anything. We don't have their email addresses or anything like that. It's all their information. We want to make privacy a big thing. So we want to explain why they're signing up for something, what we're doing with the information and, and have full control over their own privacy. But the idea is then we can actually say, look, you know, I've noticed you went and looked at this particular book. We'll send you an email about that. So now you can customize the conversation. Mm -hmm. So privacy is one thing. I think it's a variation between the two is being able to customize the conversation to that person and what they want as opposed to trying to generically just tell everyone that's what used to happen, right? You just send yes. out a newsletter because you didn't have a clue who your customers were really. You just send it out and hope that someone would spot something that might like. But if you send out an email saying and an AF person starts looking at the AF course, then we know they're interested in the right. AF course. Target so marketing. Information right. about it. If they don't look at the AF course, we know they're not interested in the AF course. Mm -hmm. So why send them information necessarily if they've already been sent there to look at it, right? right. Yeah. And so that that kind of but people come in my experience what i've seen is people come to something they'll buy a book but if there's a community around it they'll stay for the community because mm -hmm. the world is built off communities i've just finished reading a book about that and and it was basically the the reason why society grew to large sizes was the ability for humans to gossip mm -hmm. that was a whole reason because what happens is people get together and they talk about stuff and they create myths around uh, bigger places so they might talk about new york being like this and or you know and so that these cities become a personality around what people might want to go there for right and so that gossiping basically built large communities and held them together and so that's all that community is is about gossiping really um and so they will stay for the gossip right mm -hmm. they'll stay for the um for the information that they're interested in with people who are also interested in it and that's really the trick to my, my opinion, that's what the future of marketing is. It's right, not well, about, you know, hence the name of discovering communities because that's exactly, what we, yes. we're doing, you know, nice. through the podcast, through the books, through everything yeah. else we're doing is discovering those communities that yeah. you, you listen to or you read about and you go, I'm 
really interested in them um, mm. because it is all about community based. We're looking for that place where we connect to, isn't it? Yeah. Or, you know, there's I want to talk to people who know or feel the same way you do. Yeah. That's, that's common yeah. interest. There's a synergy. Don't go yeah. to somewhere where people aren't interested in you or interested in what you want to do or don't address right. your needs. Right? Don't go to a, a pub in Australia yep. called pubs or hotels or whatever or, or clubs that don't address what you want. You leave. Right. Exactly. Right? Same yes. principle in marketing. If they don't, don't feel like they're part of this club, then they're just going to feel alienated and they're going to leave anyway. Yeah. So, well, you, you're not going to be promoting a barbecue to a whole load of vegans. No. Yeah, you're <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so, you know, like, know your market again. And that, and the, but exactly. that's, you know, we yeah. talked about that in the last show, which I do invite people to go back to because we talked in depth about your clientele, of mm. marketing to your clientele. And always don't try and wear all the hats and fit one size fits all. Be yeah. true to who you are and what you're offering and you will attract the people that want you and your services. So that's mm. very, very important in it. Um, mm. Will you have a, an algorithm at all that where for the millennials that where you don't do email but do texting or do something else, that it goes straight to their phone? One of the things that um, we've been using along the way is Facebook Messenger, for example. So when they come on the right. Facebook Messenger, we can actually grab their email address and talk to them there. So the millennials are bad at email. Um, yes. Uh, in my opinion, my son is like that. He's bad at email. He's mm -hmm. not much better at messaging. <laughs> but, um, the thing is that um, I think the problem is is that eventually we, we build a messaging app inside the actual solution. It's the case of getting their top of mind. Because the nice thing about Facebook Messenger is that you can actually – um, it, it becomes their messaging tool. It's a communication tool. They use it for everything. And so there are some ways of trying to get into that, which we're going to look at, some sort mm -hmm. of way of continuing that message. Um, and, and one of the things you used to be able to do was send out a, an RSS feed. Like So as soon as a post changed, you could put it through like ManyChat. Mm. But Facebook stopped that recently. They're yeah. actually changing it, so you can't do that. So you, the conversation in messaging is tough because of the way that Facebook uses it. So... It's a tough one to get millennials. Um, I think if you're doing a millennial kind of approach on your database, uh, in your platform, we'd have to sort of really think out how we can get those millennials to keep playing the game. Um, yeah, I mean, everything to them is through message and text. You know, I hardly ever yeah. speak to my kids on the phone. It's all through text and message. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharing yeah. pictures and comments and things. And I think, you know, this is, sometimes it does... I can't type as fast as they're going to just pick up the phone and say, to hell with it, can we talk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the thing too is that they're, it, it's, a, it's a continuous conversation. So yeah. what I found with that generation was that there's no start, middle, end of the conversation. Yeah. It just stops in the middle of nowhere and starts again later. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. it's not a, not a, okay, the end of conversation. Like, oh, you know, like most, you know, you know when you talk to an older person because what they'll do is they'll go, they'll say goodbye. Yes. Or see you later, talk to you later, right? Yes. Millennials don't do that, they just stop. No. And you go, okay, conversation's finished. Are, now. are they still there? You know, are you, no, you respond back to them and they've gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, kind of like different messaging kind of process. And I think um, one of the things that we're doing, one of our focuses is gamification. So, that's a big thing. Another thing that Facebook really won the war on was the red buttons and same with iPhones and, and normal phone, other, you know, Androids as well is the number, that number that's sitting on the, on the app and saying, Oh, there's 20 unanswered messages. There's, mm -hmm. there's a human need to clear that button. Right. Right. And part of the gamification that we're going to build into the system is build gamification into the platform and in the community. So when they share content or buy things or whatever, you can build a gamification process again to come back. Now that's what millennials will work on. Millennials are great for gamification. They yeah. they love achieving more points and 
my son's got you know, thousands of dollars worth of, of games on stream that's worth something on Steam and stuff like that. So they love those that gamification process. So I think that's the trick to this system is that we ultimately want to have this gamification um, program you set up. It could be a point system. So it could be like every time you do something, you get points, you get something off something else. It could be all sorts of you know statuses and stuff like that. And that's what we want to build into the platform that was the next kind of stage to what we're doing. Right. Um, so we can actually drive that traffic back to do something. And, mm-hmm. and, and really, it's, it's by, by, by behavior, trying to train them the way you want them to do it, right? So you go to Apple, um, which I, I think a lot of people try to copy. You walk into the Apple store and, and you've got to kind of find someone. They kind of, you find, somehow find them. They show up, you know. It's kind of bizarre. There's no counter to go to. So yeah, I know. one yeah. of the traditional retailers have taught you, go get your gear, go to the back of the room and pay for it. That's how it works, yeah. right? They've trained their customer. Mm-hmm. Apple have kind of gone a different way and go, well, just wander around and find a friend and they'll help you kind of concept, right? Well, the banks are changing that way. You've well, got a lot bank, of bankings yeah. that are changing that system as well instead of the I went to the bank yesterday. Yeah, I went to my, yeah. one of the banks yesterday and I walked in the front door and it's got this counter at the front. And then I go to her, well, they're constantly changing this all the time. They're always having a go. It's sort of funny. It's sort of testing it all the time. When right. I worked with a bank, they used to do this, right? Mm-hmm. They take the back office away and then they put it back and all this thing <laughs> happened. And when I went to the bank, I was like, I said to her, I want to bank some money. And she goes, oh, yeah, you want to go in the corner over there? Around the corner, you couldn't see it, right? Right. Properly. And it's like, oh, okay, you guys shift stuff around so much, no one knows mm-hmm. what to do next, right? And there was no one in the bank. When I walked in, there was no one there. No, no person appeared out of nowhere um, to help you. It's like these guys trying to be Apple, yeah. trying to find, but they can't copy it. Right. Like, and, and, you know, yeah, why? You know they don't have any staff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and I think this I is something that's really, really important for people to know in any of their business is your customer service. Yeah. Uh, you know, is having an ability to get back to people's inquiry or to step yeah. up and, the, and that, you know, you should have, maybe some form of ding on your own phone to let yep. you know. I mean, I don't work off my phone, but it does tell me if yeah. people are trying to get hold of me and I can do a quick response until I get back to my computer. But it's yeah. customer service. This is one of the reasons why retail stores are doing so badly is because they've cut back on the amount of people they employ. So mm. people go and order online anyway because they're not getting any service. Don't get any service. I mean, we went to buy something yesterday um, at a high uh, electronics place and we asked the girl behind the counter and she got no clue. So I'm right. not, I just work here, right? And yeah. it's, a, it's a specialised store. And I mean, if we've probably found someone out in the floor, we might have found them. But the reality is, is that that's, and that's one of my biggest bugbears, actually. One of the things that we did in the system is we created the ticketing system. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that most businesses don't do, and I suggest that you do this in any business, is a ticket system. And so what it really is, is an, it's an issue system that happens. Someone's got a problem, they create a ticket and you solve the problem. Mm. What a lot of people do is they try and solve these problems by email or they try and solve them by just haphazardly trying to communicate somehow. We say to them, they train your customers to say, look, you've got a problem and we've got this got a question icon on our, on our platforms mm-hmm. where they can click the button and lodge a problem or a question or a solution, you know, what they want. Mm-hmm. And then we're building a knowledge base around that as well. So you can have a knowledge base to it. So you can direct them and say, hey, look, you've just asked about this question. This is uh, the answer. And so what you're doing is creating a customer service module, but you're also making sure that every time someone asks the prob- has a problem, you create a ticket and someone addresses it. It doesn't have to be you. It could be a staff member. It could be right. a source or whatever. It doesn't matter. 
you've now got a to-do list of things, right? And, and you're I going to address would... those tickets because they're a direct yeah. inquiry as opposed to getting to the emails that yeah. you know, you'll get to systematically, but a ticket means you're going to pay more attention to it because it's a direct question or troubleshooting or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. A list of things that clear off. So you clear yes. those tickets off. And every business I've ever operated, we've done ticket systems. And every customer I've implemented, we've done ticket systems. No one does it because they think it's too hard, right? So yeah. it's another set. So there's tons of separate ticket systems out there, by the way. Mm-hmm. But they're not connected to anything. So we've actually made our ticket system connected to the platform. So what happens is a customer who must be, they have to have an email address to create a ticket so you don't get spammed so much. Mm-hmm. Once they get in there, then, they, then they've got a history of all the tickets they've created. They can control their own. They can feel comfortable that they've sent something to you and they can see that they've sent it to you. Right? Yes. That's, that's making them much more comfortable. Because what, sometimes what, you turn up an email into nowhere and do they can answer it? I don't know. Well, and there was also one of the huge problems, um, which I get a lot because everything I have to do is, is online. You're trying to get somebody and it's through chat and you're trying mm. to get them to understand. And, and they mm. send you to someone else and nobody has a thread there. No, it's and it's like, well, I just answered that. Now I've got to go and do it again. Or, you know, mm. I'm having the same problem as last time. What was that? You know, if yeah. you've got the one f- dialogue thread there, people can go back and look at what the problem exactly. is, right? So exactly. yeah. much less frustrating for the client. And, and you'll save customers because yes. we've, we've got situations where, you know, we, we've, if we haven't shipped the book out, then we tell them what to do. So we train the customer and say, look, send an email to this address if you've got a problem. So straight away, it becomes an important issue to deal with because a staff member knows he's got to deal with this issue. Right. If yes. it lands in someone's email box, you have no hope to know what's going to happen. Right. And that stuff, and, and, and have they checked their emails today? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It never, never works. So running from accounting software perspective, we used to have five, 6,000 customers that could email us. We have hundreds of tickets a day sometimes. Um, if we didn't have that system, we would have completely imploded. And, and so what a lot of people say, oh, I'm too small to have a ticket system. Mm-hmm. You're never too small because I tell yeah. you what, customers, your customers have got problems to deal you with. You want now, to address could be, them. Could be a and, sales problem, could yeah. be a technical problem, could be a problem they can't buy from you. But you need to know that problem so you can fix it. But more importantly, you actually could find out a problem you've got you don't know you have. Right. So your customers are testing yours all the time. They're throwing things at your website. They go, oh, that form doesn't work. Gee, I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me. I'll fix your problem. But now I've got to go and fix this major issue. I didn't right. realize it. And links break and things happen. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, you know, it's like, you know, in the washroom, please tell us when you've run out of toilet paper. Right. So it's, it's, you know, letting people know that because sometimes it's out of your hands, you know, and if yeah. you know that it's broken, you can go and fix it. Yeah. yeah. And this, you know, you, you set up these things like products and services and, and, yeah. um, um, I do an awful lot of affiliate partnerships. Mm. So, yep. you know, this is a wonderful way of being able to send people to programs. And if you are doing affiliation or if you are selling something, you've got mm. that all set up in this system as well. So it's not like, yeah. oh, they've got to contact you and you've then got to sell it. I mean, they can ask questions yeah. and everything else, but y- you've automated mm. this to make it easy. Yeah. And so the idea is that we know, like I, I come back to this kind of thing. We want to build a business system for these people, not, mm-hmm. For an author, not just a website, not just a park completion. So the idea is that we already know what you want because we haven't gone out to the general market and said, look, we're going to go and build a website for plumbers. We build website for authors, consultants, coaches, things like that because for a coaching system, we're building a, a task-based coaching system where you can actually coach your clients inside the platform. 
Mm. And, and send them a to-do list, right? And have them work through that list. So with, if it's a course, for example, where you can actually have them, that if they don't finish that module, they don't get the next module. Right. If they don't finish the task, they don't get to the next task. Things like that to, to actually help you service that person. And so we want to make sure that that is a fully, full, full, fully fledged business system. That's what they wanted, right? What they thought they needed was a website. What they mm. actually you know, like they, they think I need a website. It's what they want. That's not what they need. They need a business system to run their business, to see right. what's going on in their business, service their customers, do all those sort of things. In my opinion, there's very little out there that does that. It's right. built around single purpose solutions. We want to build a holistic kind of look at this and say, okay, what's a person like that need? I know exactly what they need. We've done thousands of hours of marketing for these people. We know exactly. In fact, I know what they're going to want next week before they even know they want it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, well, I mean, that's, that's where we are in the world, isn't it? The anticipation, <laughs> this is what, you know, AI is all about. The artificial intelligence is, is through the algorithm of your online mm -hmm. living, they can predict what it is you're looking for or what you need and direct yeah. you in the other thing. But as a coach, you're doing the same thing. You know, as an author with your book and your coaching, you're doing the same thing. You're um, by the in, by the um, integration of of communication, you mm. are getting to know your client and you know uh, to anticipate what their next step is. Well, mm. if it's you know, okay, now go to this module. You know, you've completed this side. Now go to the next one, fill that out, and now we can get back together to discuss mm. it. It makes mm. it so much easier then you having to do everything by paper or by yep. something they, you know, else that you have to fill. It also makes them commit to it because they can't get to the end, which mm. having taught courses, it was always um, when I used to do it with people, I'd only give them the one page at a time mm. because mm. people would go to the end. And mm. I don't want you going to the end. It's a process, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. A system. And so for yeah. many, many people that have courses that they teach, they want people systematically to go through the process because that's what it's designed for. So this mm. is a way of keeping people in check as well, which is really makes it easier for you to yeah. assess the situation at the end. Because one of the things we actually, I found, and I wrote this in the book that we wrote for this platform called The Five Stages of, of Entrepreneurial Success, was the two things that happen with courses um, and, and I got this off a guy that had done like 50,000 of them. Like he, he was actually write a WordPress plugin that actually let them. They looked at all the courses. And the two reasons that people failed in courses and failure rates like 90% by the way, mm -hmm. um, is that they overwhelmed them. So they got overwhelmed. And so what happens is module one comes out this week, module two comes out next week. By third week in, you feel like you're so far behind, you can't catch up, so you right. stop. So yes. overwhelm is a big thing. And then success path, where am I going? Where am I going to go? Where's the end in sight? And so we built success paths into the actual courses as well. So you can actually apply each module to a success path. So for us, like with um, the five stages, we've got, um, you know, we've got found, we start with founder, we move to explorer, organizer, investor, and time master, right? So those five stages, we built the course around that. So we know that they're going to, going to get them to founder level, what they've got to do there. Then we're going to move them on to the next stage. What are they going to do there? There's a series of tasks they need to do in that process to go and figure stuff out. Give them a task, a goal list to go through. Yeah, I've done all these tasks. I've done this module. I'll then can move on to the next one, my own pace. Yes. So if it takes me a year to get there, great. Right. That's fine. It takes me two weeks to get there because I consume content like crazy. Fine. Choose your own journey, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, choose your own adventure. Don't have to say that this one size fits all. Because mm-hmm. what happens when you go to university or, or, or school is they, they take everybody and put them in a room and force them to do something for an hour. Right? Yes. Great. But you've got a captured audience. They can't get out because they do. They punish them. Right? Yes. So in a traditional online system, you can't do that. So you've got to be able to, to have them. And then you've got to be able to say, hey, if they've fallen behind, these people have gone done module one, done nothing more. I need to get hold of these people and find out what's happening. Help mm-hmm. hold their hand. Don't leave them behind. All those things don't happen in a traditional course-based system. No. So I've looked at it no. and thought, I, I've, because whenever I buy a course, like, and I've invested thousands of dollars in courses, $2,000 at a time sometimes, I make a commitment to myself, I'm going to finish that course. Now, most people don't. Right. right. And that's the problem. So what happens? You get no benefit from it. They don't get a change. The cust- the platform owner never gets a result that they can use as a testimonial. Nothing happens. It's lost. You got made money, but that's it. Right. No exchange of energy. Therefore, that person's lost forever. And the thing is, if, if at each stage, people are getting a benefit, you mm. know, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm seeing a benefit from this. Mm. I'm mm. going to be more interested in doing the next one. Exactly. Right. Or I'm just going to digest this one mm. before I go on to the next one. But as you say, you, you know, everybody learns at their own pace and in different ways. And some yeah, people exactly. may have to go through that module again to really mm. get it. Um, yeah. And we're not dictating to people. You've got to have it because we, you know, we wait, don't want to be told Monday. what we got to have and when we got to do it. It's just please mm. respect my time, my mm. lifestyle, my everything else. I'm really interested in doing this, but can you work with me? And most mm. places don't, right? You have to work with them. Right. Yeah. And, and same story then. When you're sending out an email about <coughs> their course they paid for or invested in, they're going to read that email, right? Yeah. So that's the difference between sending out just an email about something and, and be able to actually communicate and have that connection. So it could be a free course, for example. It could be a paid one, but they know about it and you're keeping that thing going. So that's... That's kind of the areas that I see, like going through this, this information marketing world and looking at all these authors, consultants, and these guys trying to get off the ground and helping them. I've, it's always the same story every single time. And so I thought, we got, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so, so we feel that building a business system for these guys is the best way. I mean, you know, that's what you've done here is covering so much, you know, the, the analytics mm. of the reporting, the single dashboard, yep. the business procedure system, the customer yep. service system, the referrals yep. and affiliates, they exactly. create the mastermind group, you know, the marketing mm-hmm. module, the, the project management system. You know, this is the thing that we, it doesn't matter how much we want to go with the wind, which is like the way I like to go with. I'm very much go with the flow. We, and that's the reason why it's taken me so long to get where I am or that mm. two years my blueprint sat there. I'm not mm. a systems person. I would love a system, but that's mm. not the hat I wear. And um, no. it, it made my life so much easier by having that system in place. But it also mm. makes it easier for people to understand what it is I'm offering. Yeah. So, you know, it's cleaner, more concise, more friendly. It gives me the feedback of who's interested in where I'm not having to flap it out in the wind. Um, exactly. It just makes so much sense. And what I can see from everything that you're doing is that, you know, next week or down the road, there is yet another system that can be put into place because that's the beauty of technology. There's always exactly. something else that's coming up that will refine mm-hmm. things. I mean, the simple thing of taking money right now, I do it mm-hmm. all through PayPal. You it's have your own You'd financial system here. You'd be surprised how hard it is for some of these guys I've spoken to. It's like, okay, when someone pays you, how, what happens? Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, that's hard. 
I go, you don't make it hard for customers to give you money. That's awesome. No. <laughs> I, just, I get the easiest way possible to give them money, right? And, and so that's the one that they fail on because they don't have anything set up properly. And the other thing we find too is um, if you've got a scenario where you're doing a fair lot of sales, it's very risky to have just one platform like Stripe, for example, or PayPal doing all your transactions because they can hold your money and they can hold your money for a long time. They can hold your money for a year. Um, really? I know I one know guy that they held in a million dollars worth of revenue for one year. Was that to do with taxes or, or what? No, was because what happens is they're worried about refunds. So what happens is these uh, platforms, like particularly PayPal, refund pretty quickly. So what happens is, and you've got 180 days to ask for a refund, but all things can happen. So they freeze the money because they're worried that they have to mm -hmm. refund it and they don't want to lose that money. When you go to a bank and get a traditional merchant agreement with credit cards, they assess you financially whether you can afford the refunds. That's what they're worried mm. about. With the Stripe companies and the PayPal's in the world, they don't really do that. They just take on all comers and if they think anything suspicious, they just, that's it, stop them. So we have allowed for PayPal and Stripe and in Australia eWay because then you can split your, your risk. And you don't really have, you can turn one on and off if you like too. So say tomorrow suddenly Stripe decided to freeze your money, just turn their PayPal, pay that payment integration off now so they don't get choose PayPal, right? Right. Will we find that 50-50 will buy some Stripe or PayPal. So not everybody wants to buy from credit cards. We doubled our sales on the book of the AF book simply by offering PayPal. Mm -hmm. We never did that in the first place because it was technically difficult in the, in the other platform we're using. Um, and it was so hard. I had to build 30 different pages to do one thing, right? To take different payment types in different countries and different currencies. Right. It was like, it took me a day to build it. It took me 10 minutes to do it on my own platform. Right. right? Yes. And because we can have multiple countries. So the thing is when a checkout scenario, think about this, right? If you're going to do multiple countries, you need to make multiple currencies because I tell you what, Australians don't like paying, paying US dollars, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been tricked because it's 30% more. Right? Yes, well, same with Canadian to, to American yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's Canadian to American, all those different currencies, they feel like they're being tricked, right? So we can offer multiple currencies, multiple payment options, and multiple items to sell. Now, that boggles the mind a bit when you think about it, because mm -hmm. that's complexity around the e-commerce system. So we can have a different currency, and we detect who they are from which country they're coming from. So when they log in and, and create the first piece of information, ask them what country. But we already know at that point where they've come from. So we can kind of think, oh, this is from the US or Canada. They'll be in Canadian dollars. We can present the pricing in those dollar values, right? And then we can present the, the freight options based around that. So, right? so if, if you have somebody that is American in American dollars and somebody yep. in Australia is, uh, it, it will... Um, translate the amount the american amount into australian yeah. so they're not having to second guess well what's no. the rate or anything else that is what it is and yeah, that's what it is what that on a daily is. basis of of inflate you know of um, you know of uh, what the rates are each day or is it just how is well, that we set up sort of thought of that out at the time and when i looked at it i thought to myself to be honest with you what happens with currency exchange rates, unless there's a big variation or something that's, that's important to you, like a book cost, what we figured was that there's this mindset pricing, right? So you look at $9.95, $29.95, as opposed to $31, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone was to come along and buy a book for $10 in America, American dollars, 
that would be about $13, $14, but probably $13.43, right? Mm-hmm. What a bizarre amount to throw up to someone trying to buy a book. Right. So what we thought about was, well, we'll tell you the currency in there when we're keying them in, but make the currency fit the country. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to sell that book in America for ten dollars, maybe you're going to sell that book in Australia for fourteen ninety five. So it might be nine ninety five in America and fourteen ninety five in Australia. Right? The psychology behind the buying then fits them. They feel comfortable. They haven't walked in and saw this weird currency current. Now they're concerned. They're worried. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not buying this wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. So we thought through that and thought, no, it's better to actually have the ability to actually set any pricing you like. So you might want to sell it for nine ninety five in Australia and nine ninety five in the US. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're losing money, but the strategy is that you want to sell at a certain mindset price. Right. You won't pay any more anyway, right? And so that's one thing we've done. So the ability to kind of customize the freight, customize that um, currency, all those sort of things. You want me to stop while you <laughs> do that? <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to look weird in the video, right? <laughs> um, you're right. So, yeah, so basically, current, customize that transaction to that customer, right? Massive. And I've got to tell you, no one else does it that I'm aware of. I've gone through this and tried to figure out whether anybody else would do this process, but it's a killer checkout. It's almost like an e commerce checkout process on its own, complete with nothing else, would be worth it. Because that's tough. We, it's Like I said, 30 pages it took me in, in the other application to do the same thing in a day's work. I can't hear you. Sound's gone off. I have people from all over the world. And, and you know, I, I you know, make it one set mountain in um, you know, American currency because that's generally the generic one. But then this yeah. way, they're not trying to work it out. I was recently in the UK and, you know, I got a visa that changed all my currency into British money. So I mm. didn't have to guess every time I was purchasing. Well, what's the rate going to be today? What does that yeah. transcribe to? I yeah. know that it's my, on my bill is going mm. to be X, Y and Z and yeah. not some sort of bizarre number going to come up. And what, what was that for? You know, mm. so psychologically, I, I paid this in America and it's come out that in Australian and yep. you suddenly feel like you've been done it. You know, you're being charged what mm. you're being charged. That's going to show up on your visa and yeah. everything's it's much better. <laughs> much yeah. better. And I think like for us, for example, for, for my author who, who lives in Australia, when we're selling to US dollars because we had to do some generic currency to cover the world, Australians are going, this guy's not in Australia, it's in America. Right. Yeah. Right, but he wasn't. So the perception was wrong. Yes. So currency can be a very difficult thing to pull off. Um, and so Americans and in, in some currencies will just say, that's it, or Euro, for example, right? Yeah. So there's all sorts of complexities around it. So we thought, no, let's just allow you whatever currency you want. You can have as many as you want or as little as you like, plus handle the taxes as well. Yeah. To so be able to tax the money like GST or VAT or whatever that has to happen on the currency on that particular country not tax everyone because then because if they're overseas for us if we sell to someone in america there's no gst involved if we sell them to australia we have to include gst so those complexities that's not being tailored by anybody no one take goes after tax and the reason why sage was so successful um in africa and stuff like that was and in some of the other countries is the tax systems are all different in every country yeah. So we were able to, to accommodate a different tax system in every single country with our accounting system where most couldn't do it. 
And so we end up in a situation where we could actually get a, a sale from a customer because no one else could do the tax. That's awesome. Hmm. Run off. <laughs> Sorry. It's just right. got to go. He's got to go. But, you know, one of the problems we have as any entrepreneur is we've developed over the years um, skills and techniques through our process of life. And that's what our strength is. Mm. And we don't have these strengths in these other departments, but no. at the same time, we're competing against people that have all these people that have set mm. this up mm. and they look more professional than we do, but well, our program is just as good as theirs. <coughs> yeah. Well, funny thing is, right, in a, in a situation where I've looked at some of the big players, was I buy a lot of the marketing systems and stuff from people, right? And a lot of them offer payment plans and things like that. What I've noticed is most of them do everything manually. So in some respects, what we're doing is giving the little guy a jump up on the big guy because the big guys are doing it manually half the time. So I've had situations where the payment didn't go through. They didn't cut me off, right? I just kept it. So because there's no connection between their payment and their, and their service because they're using two different systems. Right? Mm -hmm. So even these big guys, in some respects, have no solution. So part of the thing with the Volpreneur was to say helping entrepreneurs make a difference not helping large corporates make a difference, right? right? And so one of these, these guys that, that have written a book or to change people's lives, to have a, a system to do it that's not going to break the bank, but, but actually allow them to grow and build a proper business around their, their actual book or whatever they're doing or their course or their, whatever they're doing now. So build that up and have some way to sort of compete with the big guys and then they've got a, something they can make a difference with. Right. And kind of really look presentable and really look legit and, the, and then as your clientele is going through things and they realize that this is you know uh, anticipating you mm. know uh, the next step this is something that i don't need to kind of try and contact well, 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 well what about this or what about that you've you know you're taking care of it mm. it just makes it so much more friendly for your clientele mm. to want to do business with you and then when they're actually taking that course or you're working one-on-one -on -one with them, whatever the case is, they're getting the full quality of you because yes. you haven't got all these other hats on that you're trying to juggle at the same time. Right. Yeah. And you're, then the focus on that person is creating content, creating, adding to the machine that they want rather than try to try to make bigger stuff out. So we want to make the system powerful enough for them to be able to do that, but not complicated too much so that they couldn't do it. And, you know, that is, again, going, going back to, you know, discovering communities is, is uh, mm. it was an entire platform of, of books, mm. <coughs> of documentaries, of um, mm. tutorials, you know, along with the podcasts and uh, uh, a lot of foundations and, and of course, the service, uh, mental services directory. Um, and it was, you know, the big plan and nothing about it was, uh, you know, un unachievable. But it was mm. unachievable because I didn't have a system in place. You don't have a house to put it in. You've got all this exactly. furniture. It looks nice. I mean, right. Yeah. And it's scattered yeah. all around and nothing is cohesive. And you, you've taken it now and you're building for me this cohesiveness that when mm. people come in, they're not tripping over the furniture. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the trick is that you've got to figure out your business. And I think you, and what we want to do is create a solution that will allow you to say, we will one step ahead of you. We know what's going to happen next. What do you want to do next? We can take that, we actually community develop, if you like. So as the community comes in and becomes a platform owner, 
they might want certain things. We build that for them, but we put it to everyone else. Everybody benefits from that custom right. development. Um, we don't normally do it unless it's really needed or they're going to, you know, it's like a really specific thing. But, you know, lots of things. Like we're doing a shipping module at the moment to automate shipping. All those things that are designed to handle the rest of the community benefits from it. So we're going to actually make a community around the community yeah. <laughs> software um, to try and build that out because that's where the money is, is addressing people's problems. Um, and the other thing that I read a book about um, Facebook recently called Zucked. And one of the things that he said in there was that um, Zuckerberg was very good at developing Facebook to be frictionless. So sign up as frictionless. Like when you think about it, you go to Facebook, the first, and actually two questions, what's your email address and what's your, what password yeah. do you want? Right. Yeah. They make it frictionless in the whole process. So we want to, our kind of a catch cry in the whole process when developing and the customer experience and the platform owners experience is try and make as frictionless as possible because the less friction, the more you'll get. The more smooth sailing. Yeah. So right. people don't feel, oh, I block, can't do this. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, so the whole thing is we want to serve our clientele. Mm. That's what we're doing, what we're doing, right? Everybody who's, who's got a platform, everybody that's an entrepreneur, you have got something that's going to serve someone else. Exactly. And you want to do it in a way that they're going to benefit and clearly you're going to benefit. Otherwise, you can't continue to do it. And mm. so having systems in place that make it smooth sailing, that everything's managed in the background and that you can get on doing what you do best, yep. serving your customer because all that other stuff has been nicely tidied and documented mm. and T's crossed and I's dotted. It allows you to be the person that, that you have become in the service yep. that you have and just takes all those other hats that give you a neck ache off your head <laughs> right? so i'm very excited about all the work that we're going to be doing and doing it uh, bit by bit and and so yeah. self-discovery media will become immersed with discovering mm. uh, communities and uh, you know for me now it's a two-year a two-year vision that now i can actually see the lego mm. parts all going together yeah. nicely and building it up and so it's it's absolutely wonderful so for people who who want to do this and want to inquire more you know how do they reach you what what is the first step probably the best step is to go to evolpreneur.app that's the website address evolpreneur.app um, yeah dot app a double p um you can also go to evolpreneur.club and you can kind of see we're sort of doing it, running our own platform to show what was possible. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of eat, you know, eating our own dog food, if you like, is the one right. way of putting it. Yeah. Um, because we need to understand, and, and I need it too. So part of the reason I wrote this was for me, um, for my clients. So I know exactly what people want. And so if we're not doing it ourselves, so if my platform goes down, everybody's platform goes down. Mm -hmm. right? So to make sure that I'm got invested in this and got skin in the game. So, Volpreneur.app will get you the information about the solution and what is possible. You can make an appointment. That's the way we start with. We have a conversation about it, find out if it's going to fit to market. We're not about mass market right now. Mm -hmm. um, maybe down the track we will be. But right now it's about picking the right sort of people right. um, that are going to be able to help us move forward um, and be able to build, develop these different platforms and different kind of things. So we're really looking for people who want to make a difference. Um, that's really what we're looking for. We're not looking for a plumber who wants to have a plumbing site. We're looking for somebody who's written a book and wants to impact the world, for example, or a coach or consultant that's got a message to market. That's what we want because those they'll be really use that system and they'll actually get something out of it as well. We don't want them just to build a website. If you come and say, I want to build a website, 
that's not really exciting at all. I want right. to build a business for them. Right. Help them You're supporting the supporters. Yes. Right. And you want you to know, be the electricity in their business, basically. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and I've had all these plugs, you know, because mm. I'm doing the same thing here and, and it's like, but I haven't got any outlets. Exactly. And so by, you know, kind of putting it all in, in one, I don't need to worry about that. I can get on by supporting the people that are out there supporting us and, uh, and your authors and, and everything else. And that's, that's what we want people to do. Whatever your journey has been in life that's led you to what you are being of service in, we want you to do more of that and not yep. have to worry about the operations behind. You take okay. care of that. So whether yep. somebody wishes to be an author and also to have this automated site that is a statement, because we mm. talked about in the first thing that very often a book as an entrepreneur mm. is your calling card. It mm. is your mission. It is your why. It is the invitation for people to come back to your site and see exactly what it is that you're offering. And so the two marry very, very well together. But whether people are into the book yet or not and just want to have a site that's really yeah. automated in a way because they're offering courses, they're offering other things and they want that system, right? Yeah. It it's, mm. makes it easier for people just to go out and be what they're meant to be without having to worry about everything. So they can get hold of you at evolvepreneur.app yeah. and sign up there for a call. Yeah. And I suggest please do have a call. Um, and I totally agree with your clientele being in synergy with what mm. you're doing because that's the way you can give the best service as well. Exactly. And uh, for anybody who's been working like I have for as long as I have and still trying to get that f step further but just not being able to do it because the system wasn't in place, mm. again, this is an investment in your business an investment in your dream and your vision so that you can turn around and help other people in the way that you want to. Correct. Yeah. Cool. I'm happy to share it. I mean, it's something that we, we've kept a little secret along the way. So now it's kind of like coming out. Yes. Oh, he's <laughs> coming out. Yeah, folks. We've got exclusive kind of club. We've been, been very handpicked people. So now, so like 2020 is all about, um, you know, bringing it to the world and starting to look for really, you know, joint ventures and things that we can do to make this thing really work. And, you know, that is something I'm, I'm quite a stickler for, you know, I interview people on diverse subjects around the world, but there's a common denominator and it is people who have gone through the process of life and that now wish to share those skills and that wisdom with others to enable them on their lives. And uh, yeah, I'm not interested in the people who want the quick, you know, gouging of people. No, we've had that been there. Um, and you want, you want to really be behind the people that are, you know, behind others, because that's actually what makes the world a better place. So it's, um, well, yeah, I get a kick out of it. I get a kick out yeah. of watching people succeed and, and, you know, like become massively successful. I mean, that's kind of why I do it. I don't do it. I, money's great. Yeah. The reality is, is what I get is I get a kick out of when I see someone becoming really successful and booking, you know, gigs to talk or whatever they want to do actually get implementing what they want to do and i think that's that's really what i get i am looking forward to being incredibly successful through your platform so i'm very stoked about it and invite people to come and look at discoveringcommunities.org and you'll start seeing the beginning of the platform it's not going to be fully immersed straight away step yep. by step um but you can see for yourself how it works and i'm going to give an update on it too on how i find the system works for me you know mm. because i'm the you know i'm not a systematic person. So if I can do it, 
<laughs> no, you can. <laughs> so I will be sharing my, you know, how the ease and the process and everything along with it to yeah. show people how it's changed my business and how it's opened mm -hmm. up. And I'm really looking forward to that success. Nice. Cool. I'm looking forward to building something. It's going to be very exciting, particularly in the podcast area, which we really want to focus on delivering. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, there's 700,000 podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked earlier in the other show about, you know, the media being very, uh, you know, dictatorial on, on what they put out there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's scrutinized and everything else. But the beautiful thing about podcasts is that you're getting you know, the first hand honesty and, and, uh, um, mm -hmm. and that's why it's becoming so popular. And, uh, mm -hmm. but yes, it cool. hasn't been monetized and it needs to be, and it needs to be treated like a business. So Absolutely. hence your yeah, platform. Excited to figure out something there. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much, John. And please, I invite you to go back and listen to the other show where we really do talk about offering and books and why it's important and, and his why or how he got there. And then, of course, today, this is the system that you can have in conjunction with that as a complementary or even on its own. We can't do anything, folks, however much we want to without a proper system in place. It's like having a beautiful vehicle with no engine. You know, everybody looks at the vehicle, they want to get in and drive it, but you're just a putt-putt, you know, and you, you want that engine to run smoothly and, uh, and really take people where you really want them to go. So this is part of the investment. Reach out to John, have a conversation about both of them. He's very easy to talk to and just see where it can lead you. Be open-minded, open-hearted, and you'll see the benefits of it. So it's entrepreneurial, uh, evolveentrepreneur.app. And, um, and let's uh, give the site for the books as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, the books comes up on the Evolve Entrepreneur Club as well. There's a book that comes up there. Um, so down the bottom, you can actually see the five stages book. So um, yeah, you can grab them off both sides. Right. And he's got some free books that mm -hmm. will help you in all of this process as well. Next so. to me on LinkedIn and I'll send you a free book. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. See, and great incentive. And those books are already going to give you some steps ahead. So yeah. um, 2020 is certainly going to be a fantastic year. For um, sure. And it, for many, many people that I've known for so long, that have been in development for so long, they're all poised now, ready to take flight. And a system like yours just gives them that, sh that background, that basis, that foundation in which to grow from. Um, mm. Because without a secure foundation, you're just going to crumble. Right? Exactly. Yeah, no solid foundation, no solid foundation in a house. You, you basically, your wall's going to fall over. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, the roof's going to cave in. So it doesn't matter how great your idea is. If the system's not in place, you're never going to be able to deliver it in the way that you want to. So get the system in place. Trust me, I know. <laughs> it's hard the other way. I need the system. <laughs> okay, John. Well, you know, cool. um, 2020, fantastic year for everybody. The, the books and the people that you've got coming out, the system that you've got coming out. And it's in time for us to all evolve, yes, right? Exactly. And, and, uh, and allow our wings to spread because the system's in place. So thank you very much, John. And My to pleasure. everyone else, uh, you know, it's, <clears throat> you may look at it and go, how can I do it now? If the thing is, there's always a way. Yep. If you really are earnest, if you really want to do this, if you really want to get your message out there and you need a system, there is always a way. And John's the person to talk to. And most of the time, sometimes we just start off with a one-page website. Like, you know, yes. you don't have to start off big. You know, you can start no. off small and grow. And that's what exactly. we want to see. And then as you grow, it can grow. It's not all about you've got to buy this big package and forget it. It's, you are willing to work and customize and grow with the client as they exactly. do. Right. Because you want to see them succeed. 
Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much, John. And to thank everyone you. else, remember, progress is there waiting for us. There is an answer um, to our problems. There are solutions. And all we have to do is just be willing to investigate and explore and see what we can do. So reach out to John. And I wish every single person a very happy new year. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. To find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.